Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome back to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff and on the other side of the blower we've got... Brett, hello. For anybody who didn't hear the pilot episode, um, this is Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus where we talk to each other from across the world. What this podcast is all about is we pick cult TV shows, movies, albums, bands, anything like that and we task each other with watching one. We let each other know what we think about it. This week, we decided to be influenced by The Crystal Maze. Yeah, that's right. And Treasure Uh, Hunt as well. For anybody who doesn't know, Crystal Maze and The Treasure Hunt were two big TV shows in the late 80s and 1990s in the UK. There were game shows where contestants had to do various tasks and end up winning a prize at the end of it. Is that about right? Yes, a very poor prize generally. You asked me to watch a show called Interceptor. I certainly did, yes. So Interceptor basically was a short-lived British game show. Uh, It was hosted by Annabelle Croft, who was a former tennis player, and starred Sean O'Kane as the Interceptor. Each episode was based in a region of the UK, and we watched Cumbria, didn't we? We You asked me to watch episode four. Yeah, well, that was the one. first. No, that's the first one that came on YouTube. So that's I just picked that one. I remember yeah. the show when I was a kid. I remember watching it, and I remember thinking it was fucking fantastic and really futuristic. Same, yeah. Basically, the idea is the contestants are given two backpacks. The, the backpacks are swapped around so that the, the contestants don't know which has got the money in because one backpack's got a thousand pounds in. Um, they're then basically blindfolded and flown off in a various, uh, well, six miles apart. Hostage. They? Hostage. Yeah, they're, they're, taken, they're taken hostage by Annabelle Croft, a tennis player. Um, so they're, they're basically flown off in helicopter, dropped off six miles apart, and that aim, what they've got to do, is get a key, which opens mm-hmm. the other contestant's backpack, not their own, because okay. obviously, yeah, they, they kind of open their own, can they? That would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's on their backs. So I didn't think they'd be able to reach it, even if they did get their own. Well, they could, they, they could take it off. It's not welded to them or anything. Thinking about watching it back, it was not uh-huh. what I thought it was when I was a kid. Yeah, what you, what you thought was better? I thought it was a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's two things that made it seem better. One, there's two helicopters in it, and when you're a kid... Or maybe it's different now. Kids have got all kinds of shit. But when we were kids, just <laughs> including helicopters, 
you're like, oh, the chance to there's a game show, but you're not in a it's it's not like play your cards right where you're in a studio and there's just you know you're pressing the button or something like that. These were yeah. out in helicopters being chased in a helicopter yeah. by a guy, the interceptor, who shot lasers at them. And even though that is what it's about, uh-huh. that makes it sound a lot better than it is. That is what's happening. So I mean, at the moment we've got a program called the Mask Singer. Have you heard of this? So basically, you've got a celebrity dressed up as a porcupine singing, and you've got to guess which celebrity it is, right? That's are it. This, are there celebrity singers? No, they're just celebrities. Now, if you compare that to two yuppies being chased around the north of Broads or wherever it is, right, in a helicopter by a man wearing a trench coat. Right, with a laser on his arm. <laughs> Which is yeah, better. I mean, I think you you're right. The interceptor is better, but this it's still weird. For for a start, Annabelle Croft presenting it. So it yes. starts. She's outside. It's like an outtake from Alan Partridge or something. She's standing uh, uh, in like a, in a cricket jumper. The one thing that gets me about the entire show is her voice. It's the most shrill, piercing voice I've ever heard on TV. It is, and and it's. It's constant throughout the show. It, it never it stops. From the very start, she starts going, Hi, welcome to Cumbria. We have with us Max and Sue. Oh, and then we're going to see the Interceptor. We've got a thousand pounds. And from there, it just gets higher and higher and higher. Like all the way through. Oh, no, the Interceptor's coming. The Interceptor's <laughs> with you. Like, Did you hear what point. she said? Did you hear what she said when she presented it as well? Right at the start. She said, uh, this is just perfect part, part which says, um, welcome to Lake Windermere, that's behind us. But also behind us is a schooner or something like that, a boat built in the turn of the century. Why Why did you add that bit in? Basically, you've got this couple, Max and Sue. Uh-huh. I'd love to know if they're still together because they do not seem like a well-matched couple whatsoever. No, they didn't. Like, they? She said she was a fashion designer also. Uh-huh. I would never pick out her to be a fashion designer. I know she's not wearing her usual attire in this because she's obviously dressed up for adventure. He's wisecracking all the way through. I thought it was quite funny. He's basically carrying the show from a personality point of view because Annabelle Croft, who... The only thing I can remember about Annabelle Croft is be dad fancied her. That's, that's all I can remember about her. <laughs> she, she, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a fan of Annabelle Croft. Like She, like she was not, awful at orienteering, wasn't she? Uh-huh. They want. They've got a chance of winning a thousand pounds if yeah. they find their way from the place they're dropped off, which they don't know where it is, mm-hmm. to where and to somewhere where they can find a key. That's then right, after yeah. they find the key, they've got to both get to where Annabelle Croft is, and then they meet up together, and then they can use each other's key to see which one opens with the thousand pounds in. That's right. That's right. if if. But, Yes, but, but, there's a but. If the interceptor, by his magic laser, has shot one of the back, the receptors on the back of the backpack, it won't open. And right. he's trying to shoot them while swooping down from a helicopter. Yep. And they're, like, running across a field, and he's, like, chasing uh-huh. them, trying to shoot them with a laser. While he's doing that squeaking thing. So Did that's you know? the other thing, right? So there's no introduction to no, the no, interceptor. Yeah, you don't, you know, don't who know he is. You... anything about it, but he's obviously, a, it's not just a guy going, yeah, I'm the guy and I've got to shoot them. Mm. He's a character. 
he's a bad yeah, guy. So they're real the people trying to win real money, but uh-huh. he's playing the character of the Interceptor, and then he's yeah. chasing them, trying to shoot them. And you've got this frightened fashion designer running across the Cumbrian hills, trying yeah. to take shelter. Don't you think it was a, a little bit, um, a little bit suspicious that there was various people <laughs> willing to give them lifts? What <laughs> one was the lumberjack? Yeah, but you'll have to help us put this wood on the truck before you get in, mate. That's what he said. The other one was the lovely farmer, wasn't he? he, he they were just going up to people. Can you give us a lift? I don't know where I'm going. Even though you don't know where you're going, I'll happily give you a lift. Mm-hmm. Now one of them gets dropped off somewhere. One of them yeah. gets dropped off somewhere else. Annabelle crosses at a base with like a map in front of her, and she uh-huh. tells them. Both to take your uh, blindfold, blindfold off, off. And describe what you can see, uh-huh. and I'll tell you where you are. And then, yeah. because I'll work out where you are, I'll be able to tell you the direction of where the key is. And yes. she's basically that guide, but she needs to work out where they are first. Pretty much, yes. And, and have you ever I, been in the Lake District? Well, it's I mean, it's all the fucking same. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the top of the hill, there's lots yeah. of green, and I can see some water in front of us. Like, that, that was the best yeah. bit. She, 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 she's literally uh, anywhere in the Lake District. What happens apparently, if she's if she's quite close to where she thinks she is, <laughs> a, a, a light appears on our map. Did you notice that? So it took 40, they've got 40 minutes, and it, it's obviously not filmed in real time, because no. that would be mad. But yes. it plays out in real time, which uh-huh. means you've got loads of bits where they're just walking along, like, <laughs> walking along the map, but not, not like nothing's happening. Like, they're just walking, so it keeps having to cut to the interceptor for a yeah. bit of, like, for a bit of action. He's shouting insults at them. Insults uh-huh. like... <laughs> oh, I like the insults. Onion head. <laughs> chicken head. Chicken head. Chicken head. <laughs> onion head. And also he keeps screeching, like, uh-huh. oh, hissing. He keeps going, ah! Yeah, like ah! a... Like, a, I don't know, but an why? eagle or something? I've got no idea why. Some of it's so shit, but it's obviously because they've blown all the budget on fucking helicopters and lasers. Like, uh-huh. So they haven't got any budget for any other production. So all the money's gone no, no. on two helicopters and lasers. Yeah. So the rest okay. of it's like, well, it doesn't matter what the rest of it's like because there's fucking helicopters there. And to be fair, when I was a kid, that's exactly what I thought. Here's another bit. They both get, get lifts on the back of pickup trucks and they're sitting uh-huh. in the back of them. Yeah. I don't even think in 1989 that was legal, but it's definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> well, it isn't Cumbria, though. Everyone's got a pick-up truck in, in Cumbria, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like the deep south of America, isn't it? Well, he gets a lift, and he's going, yeah, I need you to turn right and take me to Kelsey Hall or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, I'm not going there. Sorry, mate. But you can get him <laughs> in a steam train from right here. That'll take you right there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the interceptor swoops down, and he says to his mate... I'm gonna get on the fucking train and get him that way. So uh-huh. he's like clambering over all the all, all the, the kids, unsuspecting kids, <laughs> in a big in a big fucking trench coat with his screeching, uh-huh. screeching and going, "You fucking chicken head!" Well, there's no swearing, <laughs> no swearing. But yeah, he, that's basically that's basically why he does. And he, he stands on like a bridge first, doesn't he? And screeches at him, and then kind of jumps down from the bridge and races onto the train, the miniature train, and clambers over various people, including kids who look 
terrified. And still Absolutely doesn't get terrified. basically by the time you get to the front, the fella's got off in the front. He just he just jumps off the fella, obviously keeping his back well away from him, which is very important. The meetup, the uh-huh. key, they open the thing, they've uh-huh. got a thousand pounds. Turns out the interceptor hasn't hit either of the bots because it's solid to hit them because all they have to do is turn away from them and you can't win. Pretty much. <laughs> the premise is exciting and there yeah. was some funny bits in it, but uh-huh. I couldn't get away with Annabelle Croft's voice. And yeah. because it was like playing out in real time, there was just bits where like nothing's happening. And you uh-huh. just, I was just watching it, not thinking, fucking hell, still like three minutes gone. And she's still <laughs> describing that you can't see a farm. And like, <laughs> even the other contestant was like, come on, Annabelle, get a move on. Yeah, <laughs> I, he was, he was as well. But the, the thing I don't understand, it was very similar to the Crystal Maze and Treasure Hunt as well. Why do you have to oh. be a yuppie? Why do you have to be a yuppie to get on these programmes? They're all well, yuppies. Maybe they were more, more um, eloquent on camera than, than us you normal reckon? folk. Yeah, do you think yeah. that's what it was? Nice. Also, because they're in danger, I think there's an element of normal people watching rich people. Did you say but, that yuppies are endangered? I think in these <laughs> shows, they end up being... But in danger, and then there's people like us watching telly going, yeah, fucking, I'm on the interceptor side. Like, yeah. I, I, want them, I want them to get trapped or whatever. I don't know what would happen. Underneath that trade. <laughs> I want them to get trapped underneath that trade. At the end, Annabelle Croft's like, well, sadly, Max and Sue didn't make it to the end. Max ended up crushed under the tracks of a miniature steam train, and Sue was held captive by two lumberjacks who chopped her up and used her for firewood. Join us next week. Where, where in the Cotswolds? But nobody cares because they're yuppies. <laughs> We'd be an uncle, yeah, fucking interceptor. <laughs> Two more down. <laughs> so it, it wasn't for you? you? You found too many flaws with it? Is that what you're saying? I, mean, yeah, I, watch, I, I, I preferred the other show that we're going to talk about, but Did just you? on it, because they're all, I didn't realise this when we chose them, but they're all linked. Treasure Hunt, Crystal Maze, Mm-hmm. Interceptor and Fort Boyard, which we're going to talk about, are all yep. made by the same people. But yeah, I suppose like it only lasted eight, eight episodes. There's much more poor shows that have lasted for longer than that. Eight shows. Oh, definitely. One more thing, though, about it. Do you think that they could make it now? And what, what I mean by that is in the current climate. So do you think you, you could have a man in a trench coat with a laser on his arm chasing people around in a helicopter? I certainly wouldn't yeah, give a, a lift to somebody with a backpack on that looks rather suspiciously like a bomb. <laughs> I'm uh, conscious that I'm in the dark, so I'm going to put a light on. Two seconds. Right. <laughs> the second show we're going to talk about, which is, like I say, linked to that, um, is Fort Boyard. Did you ever watch it when it was first on? Yeah, well, I watched, I I seem to remember watching sort of five minutes of it while it was on. I mean, we were teenagers at the time, weren't we? Um, So we would have have been constantly out the house. We wouldn't have been in the house. When was it on? Five o'clock, six o'clock, something like that. I think so. So it was on Channel 5 from 1998 to 2001. And then they made a fifth version, a fifth series of it, sorry, in 2003 with a different cast. I thought it was basically a rip-off of the Crystal Maze, but when you look into it a bit more, actually, it came first. So it's a French show, 
Channel 4 bought the rights to, but couldn't make it work out. So they ended up developing a similar show called The Crystal Maze. They recorded a pilot that wasn't really what they wanted for Fort Boyard, but they ended up turning the pilot into Crystal Maze. And Crystal Maze ended up being on telly first. Channel 4 never made the show. And then years later, like eight years later, Channel 5 bought the rights to it, by which time it had already had a French version. Essentially, it's the same show as The Crystal Maze. So a, a group of people go to Fort Boyard, which is a fortress in the middle of the sea near yes. France. They've got to do a series of challenges to try and win some money. Now, I can't remember how much money they were meant to win on this show at all. I don't know whether I, you I, can. I know how much they win at the end, yes. Okay. Would you, would you like so, us to tell you? Let's, let's save it because we'll there's some wild at, the at the end of this as well. Yeah. Um, so basically, Crystal Maze ended up being big. Richard O'Brien was due to present the Fort Boyard, but ended up presenting the Crystal Maze. This had page three girl, Melinda, Melinda Messenger, presenting it. Yeah. Like, she's the host, and she takes these five people onto Fort Boyard, mm-hmm. uh, where they meet Boyard himself, who is... Again, a character much like the Interceptor. There's yeah. no need for him to be a character. He can just be a guy who's setting them tasks like. And it's played the, by none other than Leslie Grantham. Dirty the, in, the infamous. The infamous Leslie Grantham. Yeah. I was going to say RIP, but he sounds like a bit of a dick, so I'm not that arsed. <laughs> it's just, just a little bit. I'm sure you're going to talk about that. I, I, I thought Melinda Messenger was quite a good presenter, to be perfectly honest with you. I quite oh, enjoyed her, me. She seems like the most lovely, normal, down-to-earth person that, that's she, on TV. Yeah, she does. I think she did a fantastic job. Yeah, it's a difficult no, job to do, running around with all them, you know, them contestants and stuff like that. And she was basically well, like... She was basi- contestants. Yeah. <laughs> she was basically the, the British Pamela Anderson, wasn't she? Uh, I asked you to watch this one, so tell us what you think. What were your favourite bits of it, or what did you think of overall? Uh, I, I prefer The Interceptor, put it that way. Um... <laughs> I certainly prefer the Crystal Maze as well. Um, but, I mean, the, the idea of it was okay. I mean, it, it was very fast-paced, obviously aided by the, the rave music and stuff like that while they're, they're doing the challenges. Some of the challenges yeah. were ridiculous, though. I enjoyed it, but, I mean, some of the, the challenges and stuff like that were, they were poor. Yeah. And, and Dirty Den as well, he was just off. Dirty Den sets some tasks. Uh, mm-hmm. He's obviously trying to be, like, this over-the-top, malevolent kind of campy, nasty He's guy basically fella. Dirty Den, isn't he? He's, he's play, uh, basically I mean, playing the same but, character. He did the same on EastEnders, as far as I can remember. Well, he's, I mean, it's terrible, isn't it? Like, So mm. not only is he crap and mm-hmm. really, really sleazy. I'll talk about something that I thought was, like, horrible in a bit. <laughs> so he's, he's crap. He's not funny. He's really sleazy. He's got a couple of little fellas... Um, who basically do everything for him. He's got these the, these two guys opening the doors for him and stuff like that, and he's trying to wisecrack, but it's all a bit offensive. And uh, Then he does the task. So if they fail the task, they don't get locked in. A key, mm-hmm. they don't get the key, it gets thrown in the sea. Um, so they've lost it. Oh, but they haven't, have they? Because then they just go and swim and get it back. Like, swim, and, <laughs> swim and get it. Yeah, he would say he was completely over the top, uh, Dirty Den. But yeah, there was only once I think it was thrown into the sea, the key. It was when uh, a riddle. It was a riddle with some professor who's up on the, up, up, up in the heights uh, of the... the Do you know who that is? Did you recognise him? 
I didn't recognise him. I mean, but he's, I not, did he's not really a mad professor. I'll tell you that now. No, well, I, I did check on him. He's not there. Yeah, he was Q in um, in Casino Royale, I think. And uh, yeah. he, he's been in my favourites, a uh, couple of Hammer horror films, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he's in Dracula. Amicus, yeah, huh? Amicus horror he films. He was also, um, he was Cat Weasel in that show of the, the 70s that I never watched, but people always used to talk about it when we were kids, if there was Aye. a scruffy trap. So they're all like buff bodybuilder type. It feels like it's a bit of an excuse to get fit, good-looking men and women into really small, tight outfits and then yeah. make them, like, run and jump and stuff like that. Again, Pretty. it's not really something you, I think you would see on mainstream telly anymore. Because no. um, there's definitely a few bits in it where it's totally objectifying, like, certainly the women, but there's one bit with a bloke, he's got to pull a big fishing net out of the sea. And uh-huh. it's just, like, gratuitous shots of his biceps bulging and he's trying to pull this thing out. Uh-huh. <laughs> The ginger lad goes up to see the mad professor and he sets up this riddle, which uh-huh. is incredibly simple. It's such a letdown as the first task in the show. The first task in the first show is this old fella going, my first is in I, but I am not yours, blah, 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 blah all of this shit. And uh-huh. the clock counts down for a minute while the contestant doesn't make a single guess. <laughs> he doesn't say anything <laughs> at all. Just keeps going, He's completely know. stumped. Did you get any of the riddles right? Because there's three, isn't there? Yeah, but they keep sending him back. I mean, yeah, he couldn't get the first. Yeah, did you get any? Did you get any? That doesn't matter, Brett. You didn't. You didn't get that Morse one. They throw the key into the sea, and then one of the other lads has got to swim out and get it. Which, okay. I mean, it's not very. I, I appreciate it. it's in the sea, so it's probably not the easiest swim, <laughs> but. Not that far, is it? Like he has yeah, to go and get it. It's it's not that difficult. It's and just then the it. next one, the next ones where they have to they get on the shoulder and just get a big stick and, That's it. and hit hit a, a trap door in the ceiling and something yeah. falls down. Uh-huh. What I thought about this, what do you think about? One of the things that used to get me about the Crystal Maze was they get in the room and they're like, "There's a dice and there's a, a big." Uh, board game, it's like oversized and there's a massive dice. What do you think I should do? And you're uh-huh. like, oh, just get on with it. Yeah, like, uh-huh. just get on with it. Yeah. And then you've got the people outside the door watching, going, take two steps to the left, two steps to the right. Why do you do this? Yeah. And it used to really do me heading on the Crystal Maze. The lads and lasses watching on this couldn't be more different. They offered no help whatsoever to the no, inside. Did they? they didn't. They just shouted. The... There was they one. Shouted. There was one little woman. One little woman who all she did all the way through was just shout, do it, do it. (laughs) (laughs) She was getting, seeing her fish, she was absolutely furious at how shit they all were at these tasks. Like, Uh she just kept shouting. That's where I think Melinda Messenger actually, you know, took over, I think, because she started sort of advising or or talking to the people outside the room, didn't she? Telling them what to say, and they just repeating that word for word. (laughs) Yeah, they Uh were just repeating. So the, the program, basically, when there was somebody in the room doing the task, it was just Melinda Messenger telling the people outside what to tell her. You know <laughs> what I mean? That, that's what it was. There was no mystery to it. A little bit like, I can understand what you're saying, that the Crystal Maze is a little bit infuriating, but Richard O'Brien doesn't really help them, does he? Whereas no, no. Melinda Messenger on this was basically telling them exactly what they needed to be yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Terrible. So Leslie uh-huh. Grantham shows up. I think he comes after the first one, actually. They see that professor first. Then he rocks up 
and he's all like, well, 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 what do we got on here? Like, it's just this horrible, yeah. like, over-the-top cockney. He calls them, yeah. you look bunch of namby-pamby hairdressers. That's right, yes, he certainly <laughs> does. You look like a they bunch want... of namby-pamby hairdressers. One of them is a <laughs> hairdresser. Then at one point, he goes, after being dragged through fucking sand and soil dropped on the head, and he goes, you all look rough. What comes with rough? Tumble. That's right. I, uh, and he gets them to jump off something. Like, it's stupid. He's it totally is. stupid. It's a little bit with the interceptor, I thought it dragged in loads of places. Like, you're watching them fail tasks in real uh, time. Like, uh-huh. especially the one I was talking about before where the... The woman, you know, like, I mean, it's ridiculous. She's a fitness trainer. She's got a tiny top on and tiny shorts on. Like, mm. and she's leaning forward with her legs either side of it, and the camera's right in front of her. I mean, it's totally gratuitous, and it's she just, keeps roll, rolling off and falling off. It's just exploitation, really, isn't it? That's what it was, that. It, it, it just, is, I mean, there's no other reason for it to be like not, that. And then the angry woman was getting really annoyed. At, her. at one point, she just turned away <laughs> from the yeah. screen. And had in the that was it. <laughs> I mean, it, there, was, there was no other reason for that task other than, than to see that 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 day woman's cleavage, basically, was there? That that was it. I mean, that's why they didn't pick a bloke to do it, wasn't it? Or that's why Leslie Grantham didn't right, pick exactly. a bloke to do it. So this, this is what I think about this. It's pervy. There's another one where the same woman, the fit fitness instructor lady, has uh-huh. to... Um, Aye, that dragged, didn't it? Yeah, that massively dragged because uh-huh. you're watching that in real time. She's going yeah. really slow. The woman who's really angry is just shouting, do it quicker, do it quicker. <laughs> do it quicker, hurry up, she's run. Miles <laughs> up in the air. Well, I, to be fair, she's, I would fall off with one step. Like, I, I don't would. know how she managed to do it. But uh-huh. before it started, she's she's above them mm-hmm. and they're all on the ground floor and they're looking up at her and Grantham's with her. He's behind her uh-huh. and he's... I mean, he's, he's pressing himself on her. Like, yeah, she's in was, front of him. And uh, he's got his was, hands on her shoulder. And if you watch it, her face is, re- like, she's really uncomfortable. She's, like, not happy about yeah. what's going on at all. And he's doing these, like, he's got his hands on her. And yeah. he's, like, proper pressing up against her. He's really sleazy, like, talking in her ear and stuff like that. And honestly, yeah, I thought, wrong. I felt really uncomfortable watching it. Uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. if anything was going to make you walk quickly over the rope, you'd think it would be that, but... She still failed. Definitely. She still failed because it was impossible. I didn't know how they could have asked her to move any quicker than she actually moved. She was uh, she was really good at it. And what made it worse as well, the cake exploded, wasn't it? it? When she was just uh, she had to basically walk across the tightrope to get this grab key. a key. Yeah. And, she got and then it explodes. It. What about exploding a hand? And yeah. then you got to the point, which I think is your favourite bit, with the yeah. fella who had like had to do the bungee jump. Oh yes, that was the, the the just the look of terror on that fella's face was just. Tell us what he had to do again, basically, I, I basically what he had to do was bungee swing. It wasn't a jump, was it? Really, it was more like a swing. So he had a pretty similar to the where the 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 girl was doing the tightrope. He had to jump off and he had to swing and catch a key. Basically, that's what he had to do. But this fella was. Absolutely terrified. I mean, you could tell as soon as the camera went to his face. Even it was a it was a couple of seconds actually before he had to do it. Um, he was so frightened and he yeah. just couldn't. And do he was it, a big he... lad. He was obviously a strong fella. Like oh, he, he was muscly and stuff. But up on this height, and 
Actually, of all the things, it wasn't as scary as the woman doing the tightrope. No, no. Well, you are throwing yourself off willingly, aren't you? And that's an unnatural. Yeah, but you're on a like Yeah, yeah, but you still yeah you, you don't want to do it though, do you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you kind of your instincts are telling you not, despite the fact so. that you've uh, got a bungee strapped to you, you. Your instinct tells you not to do it. So he, he had to he's, basically he's force pissed. himself to do it, didn't he? But his he was. His face was so terrified. funny. He just kept going. I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> do it. I can't do it. <laughs> well, well you can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. He got the inner resolve and he jumped off. So basically he jumped off and then bounced up again. And yeah. on the upward bounce, he had yeah. to grab the key. The key, yeah. They were telling him, not, he, don't close your eyes. <laughs> don't close your <laughs> eyes. Whatever you do, don't close your eyes. You're closing your eyes. He closed yeah. his eyes, but he still got it. It just kind of fizzled out for me. Like it, it got progressively more boring as the show went on. It did, and yeah. Probably the end... I mean, it's no crystal crystal dome, is it, the end? No, it's awful, the end. If you get all the keys and you get the clues and then you get the secret code word, you can go get the chance to win X amount of money and <laughs> see the tigers. So they keep showing <laughs> they the tigers. these tigers a few times and they keep showing stock video footage of some tigers like fighting each other. Definitely yeah. not there. Initially... They do challenges to obtain the keys, to get the keys. If they've got four keys, they can unlock a gate, which is okay. the treasure door or something like that, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> after, after that, they've got to get various words, right, which link to another word, right? Okay. So uh, what were the words again? I think they were foot, something like that. Um, curry, Egg. wasn't it? Curry. Egg, Egg curry. That's right. So the, the basically the, the word was blue. that linked them all together. Blue, yes. The the word that linked them all together was powder, wasn't it? That, yeah, that that's was right. it. Um so all I had to do is basically stand on letters which spelt out the word powder. And if there wasn't a person to stand there, they would put a cannonball <laughs> on the letter. <laughs> because because there's five of them and yeah. the last word was six people. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> six exactly. letters. Right. Also, well, surely there should have just been five-letter words for the last. Of course, there should. And that, that they had to use two cannonballs because uh, that person was still stuck up on the bungee, wasn't he? They, they, they couldn't oh, get yeah, him, they, down, they him down. They're showing these tigers. Why they're there? I, I thought they were going to release the tigers while they were standing on the on the letters, which would would have been fantastic. It would have been much much better. I but mean, no, all they had to do was stand on the letters, and that was it. They shouldn't be there for this TV show. But if they are there, get them out for the last challenge. Like That's at least it. fucking put them to some use. At <laughs> like, least let them let them bite someone or you know, <laughs> eat leg or something like that. Now I don't think you could have that with I don't think you could have a show with these tigers as part of the entertainment, you know? It's not uh-huh. fucking Roman times. They turned a, a plastic big tiger's head and for no reason started, for no reason. <laughs> and money started dropping out of a funnel, I guess, like overhead yeah. and dropping coins onto a table. And then mm. they had to like kind of grab the, the, as many coins yeah. as they could. A bit a bit like the crystal maze, isn't it? But not as yeah. not as good. Nowhere near yeah, as good. Because it's just it's just not as good, is it? It's nowhere near yeah. as good. Then they go elsewhere and they'll go, we'll tell you how much you've got in, in a minute. So get yourself yeah. away. And then they go, release the tigers. So then these Yeah, then they release the tigers. Have, 
Uh-huh. They're not even there. The lads aren't even there anymore. It's stupid. Yeah. Did you notice what they said at the end? Because I thought this was really funny. Well, what do you think? What, what happened at the end? The two vertically challenged people got the the, the coins that they got out of the thing, didn't they? And they yeah. poured them onto some machine, something that that weighed the the coins, and then yeah. they converted it into into money. Now the figure that I saw that popped up on the um. I don't know what it was. It was like a scoreboard type thing, wasn't it? it was three thousand two hundred and sixty. That means that the contestants each came away with six hundred and fifty-two pound each. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth it, is it? It's not worth not, it at all. <laughs> not worth. Definitely not worth it for that woman that was harassed by fucking Grantham. Well, that's <laughs> it exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's how much the one. I mean, I'm sure they well, get. They've got a holiday out of it or something, haven't they? You know, practically. So what I thought was funny about that bit was they said, we've weighed it, and it adds up to 3,260 doubloons. We're going to convert into a currency so you can take away some cash. Now, they didn't say it was a direct conversion. <laughs> right, well, I just assumed that was. I just assumed that they were going to... You would, you know, but they yeah. don't actually say it, so you never know. It might have been like, actually, one doubloon equals like 20 pence. I don't know like what rate it is maybe actually I'll go and take it to cash converters and see what they'll give us so that was the end like they they get however 600 pound each at the very most and then it ends but at the end Grantham's voice comes back on and goes they got the secret word which was a combination of blah 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 blah." (laughs) and he has to to explain it again even after it's finished because they know it's too boring for anybody to care about what the fuck just happened so in 2004 was when he got done for his sex scandal, um, okay. where he was caught on a camera involved in sex chat, dressed as Captain Hook. Yeah, um, fantastic dressed as Captain Hook. It's amazing. And now. he did that finger-sucking thing that I recreated for you the other day, which I know you appreciated. I, I did. I loved it, yeah. I, I slept rather well after that. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that he's a murderer? Yes, I mean, this was before he was ever an actor. He murdered uh-huh. a fella in West Germany where he was stationed in the army. That's a taxi right, yeah. driver that there was a tussle and he ended up getting shot in the head and uh-huh. killed. And Grantham said, oh, he didn't mean to, like, he didn't think the gun was going to go off. But he got convicted of murder and he got he went to jail for 10 years. Obviously, uh-huh. he got hired out of the army. It just seems weird that after murdering someone, you can go on to be a household name. <laughs> Like, I know, yeah, it, it's odd, isn't it? He'd probably I mean, be fucking president now, but, you know, back well, in the I, night, well, it seems to be that's odd. It. That's it. <laughs> it, it. To be honest, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past these days. Well, it does. It depends how much money you've got, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, uh, 10 years he got as well, didn't he, for murdering someone? That doesn't seem like very long. I do think people should be rehabilitated after they've done, like, if they've made oh, yeah, mistakes or they've committed crimes. I think they shouldn't be cast aside from society, but murdering someone and then being, like, the most well-paid bloke on the telly for however many years is, like, two quite extreme examples of being rehabilitated, I think. There's a lot of celebrities who, in the past, surprising ones as well, who've been convicted of quite awful things. Some not so awful. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you'd, you'd be very surprised about certain people who've, who've been yeah. convicted. Actually, Cliff, I've, I've got a quiz for you if you want to do it. I'll do, do you want to do the quiz? Let's do the quiz, come on. Right, okay then. Right, it's called uh, Guess the Crime. The rules are, I'm going to tell you the name of the celebrity and the sentence, mm-hmm. and you've mm-hmm. got to tell us what they did. Right, first one. Tim Allen. He got three to seven years, but what for? Tax fraud. 
drug trafficking. He tried to smuggle oh, really? a shitload of cocaine um, through an airport in America. So he got three All to right. seven years. Mark, Marky Mark Wahlberg, he got mm-hmm. two years. Tax fraud. Are you going to say that for every single person? I do, though. Yeah, well, no, he, he assaulted two Vietnamese men. <laughs> <laughs> so, felony <laughs> assault. Jamie Wylett. Now, you might not know the name. Have you, have you seen any Harry Potter films? Right, it's a crab from Harry Potter. You know the oh, Malfoy's yeah, friend. No fucking idea. Right, well there you go. Oh, he the got... two, the two bad lads. Ah, is the other one called Doyle? I think so. Yeah, someone like that. So anyway, he got two years. What do you think he got two years for? Um, shoplifting. Good guess. He, it was due to participation in the London riots. So he's a oh, writer. Really? Yeah. Writer. He's a writer. Right, you'll get this one right, I think. I think you'll get this one right. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Can I stick yeah. the tax evasion? <laughs> yes, you can. You've got it right. <laughs> well done. Three years for tax evasion. Next one, James Brown, singer. Six years James Brown got, but what do you get six years for? I think it was possession of a firearm and illegal drugs. You're pretty much there. Drugs and fail to stop for police during the high-speed chase. Right, last one. Right, uh, Matthew Broderick. You know who he oh, is, don't you? He's like a nice fella. Yeah, he was fined $175. But what was he fined $175 for, do you think? Did he help that monkey escape in Project X? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he caused World War Three, didn't he? What did uh, he get? Possession of marijuana. No. Um, he was fined £175 for careless driving resulting in death. He sort of drove on the wrong side of the road and, and killed someone oh. and got fined £175. Quick. Yes. Uh, a lovely way to end this podcast. It, 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 <laughs> on a happy note. On happy a happy note, note. The death of a Northern Irishman caused by a Hollywood star. Yes. Um, right, okay. Thanks for joining us. Hope everybody listens enjoyed it. You can catch us on Acast if you want to listen to the pilot episode and this one, and the next one will be coming up in a couple of weeks where we'll talk about something else that nobody else really wants to hear about. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter in the meantime on at FCircusPod, on Instagram, on Bretton Cliffs Flea Circus, and you can check out our website. It doesn't have anything on at the minute, but we'll put some links up to the stuff we've talked about today. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 